0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the and Show, the official podcast here of Kicking the Tires. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the uh, subscribe button. If you're watching us on uh, Twitter, Twitch, or wherever else we're streaming this, thanks to Justin Schuler. Uh, you know, hit the hit the like and follow buttons, and uh, we'll definitely uh, uh, like to add you to our fan base. Uh, we got Zach on with us tonight. We got Justin, of course, doing the uh, doing the production, and then me. Uh, just got back from Daytona this week. I am exhausted. So, you know, it's it's late. I know it's late for you, Zach. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, on the, I'm on the West Coast for you, Justin. I guess it's like, what, you know, four in the afternoon or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we had some great races this past weekend, uh, really two weekends in a row um, at Daytona. You know, first time winner of the Daytona 500, first time Cup Series winner. Uh, Michael McDowell, that was really cool to see him win. And then fast forward uh, another week, and you've got uh, Ben Rhodes uh, winning a uh, truck race on uh, you know, Friday night, going back-to-back because back he won the first truck race of the year, uh, the week before. Then you got uh, Christopher Bell winning the uh, Cup Series race, and Ty Gibbs winning the Xfinity Series race. So it was a weekend of, uh, uh, of a lot of action. And, you know, Zach, you actually talked to somebody uh you've got an interview with uh with camden murphy who was in the truck race uh why don't you tell us a little bit about that and i'll sit back
1: yeah so camden murphy is a is a small uh small driver maybe uh not a whole lot of uh, people a lot of nascar fans would know about this name but uh he's about one of the hardest workers you'll find uh not only in the truck series garage but just uh, anywhere in nascar he works um, on these trucks and he uh he works really really hard to, to get every opportunity uh, that he does get And uh, he just raced this past weekend this Friday in the Daytona truck race uh, on the road course. And uh, that was for Joe Niemicek. And it's not the first time uh, he's raced in that uh, number eight Nemco Chevrolet. And um, he's able to come home 13th. And uh, it it seems kind of straightforward. But if you watch that race, you know that nothing was straightforward about it. It was a a wild night. And uh, it was pretty wild for him. He had issues on pit road. He discussed that. He discussed uh, overall just the opportunity and how he sets his mind when he goes into what could be just a one-shot race he only ran one race all of last year and here he comes into daytona road course where it's raining no practice no qualifying boom here's your opportunity and uh he discussed about what that's like and uh maybe what his future holds so um here's our conversation with uh, cam camden murphy Hey, thanks. Yeah. And we're joined here
2: with Zach Tanzaretti, one of our senior riders with Kicking the Tires, and Camden Murphy, uh, part-time NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver for the number eight Chevy Silverado with Nemco Motorsports. Camden, Zach, thanks for
3: joining us. First off, Camden, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm out here in actually Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I bought to run a Legends car out here. So, I'm doing awesome, obviously coming off of a pretty solid weekend there at Daytona Road Course, about to have some fun in Tucson. It's always a good day when you're buying the wheel of a race car.
1: Yeah, and it looks like it's a, it's a pretty fun week uh, for you guys. I mean, Legend Car Racing, that's where a lot of talents, uh, you know, get to scrub their feet their first time in the car. You have tons of experience in other cars, but kind of fill us in to what you're doing out there in Tucson. I heard it's the Chili Willy. Really, uh, it's the, a small short track race, but really, what are you doing out there?
3: yeah so actually it's kind of funny uh a little bit of a, a long story short i used to race uh for the same team hansen motorsports for jimmy hansen about 10 years ago and when i was about 12 13 years old I, I ran a legends car for him and we stayed in touch throughout the years and obviously you know, i moved on to other things but he just kind of reached out at the end of the year last year and said hey man you know, would you like to drive my car at uh, irwindale speedway in december last year and I said, absolutely man i mean it's been you know, ten years since I've driven one of these cars, but hey, I'll drive anything. You know, I'll drive the wheels off anything. So uh, went out there, had a whole lot of fun, had a great time, and after that race, it went well. Uh, we, I mean, we we had a little on track incident that kind of caused, of course, the the finish we didn't want. But it is what it is. Um, but uh, we ended up kind of saying, man, well. There's a big race in Tucson, Arizona next year, the Chili Willy. They go every year. They're fast every single year. And he said, hey, man, well, how about drive my car there, too, and see how it goes. So we're out here having some fun. Today was a test day. Uh, we've got some things to work on, but uh, the Hanson Motorsports, Jimmy's got this car uh, working real good. He's actually outside, as we speak, <laughs> doing some tweaks on it to make it ready to rock and roll. But uh, the Grim Bean Coffee, number 85, is going to be wicked fast this weekend. It's a three-day show. we got races Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday it's gonna be a blast. Yeah.
1: Now, is that the same car you found in a barn? Apparently, was that another car? Oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> it, yeah. it is not actually. So it is his car. <laughs> um, this car we're racing is his car, but that one is actually mine. The car that I raced ten years ago. Uh, one of my sponsors and, and longtime partners, Hole One Motorsports and True Power Racing Oil, he hung on to that car and he just wanted to keep it. I, I, he just wanted to hang on to it. I, Yeah, yeah, sure. Sounds good, man. So he actually (laughs) threw it in his barn and uh, it's been sitting there ever since. I mean, literally came off the racetrack and went straight to his barn. Uh, It still has tire pressures written on the fenders. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Um, So I'm pretty, pretty excited about taking that thing out. We're going to track it a little bit. Probably going to take it to some uh, road racing days and, and just have some fun. You know, obviously the anytime behind the wheel is good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, th- and let us know if that barn car ever comes out because that'll be quite the story for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm working on some YouTube videos on it too right now, so we'll do. Oh, nice.
2: Uh, well, like you said, uh, even a bad day at the track beats a great day at work. So uh, let's talk about your Daytona Road Course race. Um, y- you've you've been there before, but obviously now in the Truck Series, uh, and obviously a wild weekend really between all three series, and the trucks kind of setting the tone early on. Um, but you came out on the positive side compared to a lot of your competition, um, and and I believe it was your career best finish with the thirteenth place finish in that uh, Nemco Motorsports Chevrolet, correct?
3: Yeah, it was. It was, and it, it was a it was a blast. You know, Mr. Nemec has given me an amazing opportunity to just work with him and work alongside of them. You know, our relationship started in 2019 when I was driving their support truck, the number 87. Now, yeah, we weren't running a ton of laps, obviously, and, and you know, that kind of stinks to some aspect, but at the same time, you're gaining experience, and and again, as I've said already, any time behind the wheel is good for you, so being associated with someone like Mr. Nemechek and the Nemco Motorsports team and the, the background that they have and the history that they have in the sport, just the Nemechek name itself, mm-hmm. um, it, is amazing to be tied with, and... know we've obviously tried for a while to put a full race together and of course it always comes down to finding the partners and sponsors to to make it all happen and you know this weekend was kind of a blessing in the skies we had our eyes set on the Daytona road course just because I, I have some road racing experience I have a lot of laps at that road course and so with how the point system is this year too the first two races are really really important and you know of course Mr. Nemechek wanted to run Daytona the super speedway and so you know, we, we tried putting together a bit of a game plan to, to put the road course together. And honestly, we didn't have any partners on board until Monday afternoon. Breakfastgame.com came on board. THQ made that weekend possible. Cannot thank them enough. Uh, of course, Rocky Lace Hardware and the Cookie Jar, they came on board last minute. Super awesome. Um, but no, the weekend was a lot of fun. You know, it's different when you go into a weekend and you don't have any practice. Mind you, I only drove, a, I drove a NASCAR, just race car, so a truck once last year at Bristol, and that was for Nemco again. So I was only behind the wheel of a NASCAR race car one time. And, you know, you can get a little rusty. You got to work on getting the rust knocked off. And without practice, it makes it a lot more challenging. So adding the rain element through definitely everybody for a twist. Luckily, I have a little bit of rain experience in the road racing world too. So that was helpful. But starting basically last, starting, I think it was 37th or 38th, you're you're kind of in trouble at that point, you know. You're you got to let everybody just kind of thin out and, and and work their way away from each other to not get any any issues. But honestly, it was great. The truck was wicked fast. We drove all the way to sixth place from thir- I think it was 37th, and I mean we we were on a on a really great run to, to have a really great finish, if not compete for the win. That truck was fast, and unfortunately had some troubles on pit road. I made a mistake. And, uh, and it costs us to run out of fuel and, and lose a lap. So, um, you know, I, I hate to have mistakes like that. And, and that's not acceptable. But, you know, you can look at it a few different ways. I have somewhat of a lack of an experience when it comes to things like that in some ways. So, you know, it, it stinks that it happened, but we rally back. From I think it was 33rd once I got my lap back and drove all the way up to 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, it stinks from a competitor standpoint because I knew we could have ran and finished in the, easily in the top 10 if not top five or competed for the win. So, you know, the competitive side of me hates what happened. Yeah. But you have to look at the big picture and say, man, well, we rallied from the back to the front twice. And uh, Mr. Nemechek was happy. Partners are happy, that's that's all that matters.
2: Yeah, so when that mistake happened, like, what's going on through your head? What's your crew telling you over the radio to, to make sure you stay focused and, and try to salvage everything that you can?
3: Yeah, so uh, my uh, crew chief, Jerry Cannon and I, we rode down to Daytona together and we had long talks just before the weekend even started. And when you have uh, your team, when your team has confidence in you, And in your abilities and and what you can do on the racetrack, even with your lack of experience, that in itself is a confidence boost. But of course, once you put the helmet on, you know, everything's out the door in some way. You know, your your competitiveness and everything just really starts to grind your gears uh, for lack of better terms. So when that came through, you know, when that happened, I ran out of fuel. I'm sitting there on NASCAR turn three and four and the apron just, I'm just frustrated with myself. So frustrated because again, you know, when we don't always have the partners to go to the racetrack, you have to make the best of every single opportunity that you get. And I made a mistake, and I was so incredibly frustrated with myself. Uh, I mean, I I was so mad. Uh, but Jerry uh, just said, "Hey man, just get be calm, be cool. We'll we'll be fine." He's like, "You got this. We'll get the lap back, and we'll we'll, we'll you know we, we know we have the speed. We know you have, we have confidence in you. We'll we'll get this job done. We'll we'll make it happen." So. Um, just having the support of your fellow of your fellow team is 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 huge, and that was probably the biggest the biggest piece behind it is just knowing that they were there backing me up. Yeah, it's a mistake, um, but hey, you know everybody makes mistakes, and you got to learn some way somehow. But mm-hmm. the the fact that they believe in you is definitely definitely a big factor in, in the comeback.
1: Yeah, man, you definitely touched on it there. I mean, just. As a driver, I mean, anytime I see drivers having to start in park, especially years ago, we saw it so much, and it just it rips your heart out, even as just a fan watching, because you know they raced all their life to get to Cup Xfinity trucks, and now they have to pull it into the garage, and you had to do that quite a bit just a couple of years ago. And you know, a race like Friday, I mean, as a driver and as a team, you guys were able to improve on the truck and overcome those kind of obstacles, and. You weren't able to do that when you're starting parking. So uh, you kind of touched on that overall feeling you have to have. But are you able to finish races and and, and get these opportunities? I mean, how how fulfilling. It is 13th place. You always want more. You told me last week, man, I wanted more. But big picture,
3: um, how hard to get these kind of opportunities? You know, uh, when you look at it big picture, like you said, you – you really have to think about the position that you're in. You know, I, I I thought about, man, 2014, I was living out of my car, sleeping floors at SS Greenlight Racing, you know, and driving to and from all these different racetracks all across the country, just trying to meet people, build connections, build relationships. You know, I, I didn't come from a racing family background. You know, I, no racing whatsoever in my family. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, of course, we just we didn't have the financial means either to uh, to do bigger and better things. You know, we stayed in the short track trucks for a long time. And we never could move to late models because we just couldn't afford to. it. And so when you find yourself in a position where, you know, you're standing on on pit road and, you know, you're the national anthem is playing and and you just take a step back and think about how fortunate I am to do what I do. And that in itself is just kind of a, uh, a surreal feeling. And, you know, I I look to the right and there's Daytona. You know, uh, that's it's an amazing feeling that I'm here. I'm doing what I love to do. I'm one of very few that get to do it. Um, But I'm also, you know, Joe Nemechek, a NASCAR legend is standing next to me and believing in me and giving me an opportunity to show what I can do behind the wheel. It's a a big thing. And, you know, you have to hope that, uh, you know, the people that matter in the sport, which I'm not saying, you know, there's people that don't matter, of course, but it's, you know, the team owners and and team managers and stuff like that, that really can present opportunities for you in this industry. They notice what you do, you know, like Bristol, we were, had to start, literally we started last and that is a place that is impossible to go anywhere starting last, you know, just about impossible. And, you know, we finally, it took us forever uh, to get a lap back and so on and so forth. But, You know, when we were in the midst of restarts making passes on guys like Johnny Sauter and Ross Chastain and Brett Moffat and guys like this that race every single week and they've been doing this for years and race every single and literally race every week, you know, that experience is helpful for them, but it's confidence boosting. But it, it it means a lot because knowing that, okay, well I might only have one race this year that I get to do, I have to make the most of it. Well, if you can make the most of any situation that you're given, you know, if it, if it's, you have of course pit road issues like we did or anything that comes up, if you can make the most of it and, and just kind of hope that an opportunity, another opportunity comes of it, you know, that that's where you got to take the step back and again, think about how fortunate you are just to be doing what you're doing. Um, so I hope that kind of makes sense, but it, it's, it's, you know, big picture. I'm just very lucky to do what I do. You know, I granted, I'd love to be behind the wheel every single week. You know, everybody that's racing full time this year, I can promise you will have more laps this season than I have in the last five to six years of my NASCAR career. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's definitely a surreal feeling, know that I'm still able to do this.
2: So you overcame uh, everything on the pit road issue and all of that. Then you. Fought back through the field to 13th, but I know that for someone like you, with being a part time driver and stuff like that, you know, only running one race last year and then the Daytona Road course this year. um, Anyone you want to shout out to uh, for giving you the opportunity to be able to drive that truck?
3: Yeah, uh, of course. You know, one of the most obvious ones is is Joe Yeah, He uh, has been huge for my career here the last couple of years, uh, just guiding me in certain directions and, and, and helping me out. Um, but, of course, Bobby Dotter has been a big, big mentor of mine as well. Uh, he's helped kind of guide me around in certain directions as well. But back to the Nemechek thing, Andrea Nemechek, uh, Mr. Nemechek's wife, she, of course, is, is a big piece in the team that uh, she doesn't really get seen a whole lot. But, of course, my partners, uh, the, you know, RecFestGame.com, and THQ, they came on board so last minute. Um, it, it was so amazing to be able to represent them and got such great feedback from fans and, of course, Wreckfest fans as well. I put it out there on a lot of different uh, groups out on Facebook and, and other platforms and just got so much great feedback from that, even for how last minute of a deal it was. Um, I hope to be able to do something with them again soon, maybe a different game, different platform, or with RecFest again, just on a larger scale. Uh, it, it was awesome to have them on board. Can't thank them enough as well. Uh, Scott Olstein and uh, the Rock Hill Ace Hardware came on board literally uh hours before the race, uh and then the cookie jar. Uh Stacy is 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 awesome as well and and Brett Everett over there have have, uh have kind of made that all happen and and made that come together. So um cannot thank them enough. David Hurt and David Muscarella, uh of course they they came in just to, to help out with a few things last minute there as well. So a lot of great people that have helped me out along the way. Of course there's there's so many more behind the scenes that uh that continue to, but uh it's amazing to have the support from so many different people and, and to have partners again, like breakfast game, THQ, a large corporation like that. Come on board. Believe in me, believe in Nemco. And to support us, It is amazing. So I uh, hope to be able to do something again like that soon. And, uh, and again, hope to do it with Mr. check and something of the sort.
1: Now, what do you think about while you're driving? Because, you know, you just touched on so many emotions, but when you put the helmet on, it, you got to be in your own different world. I mean, I, I remember hearing from Kyle Busch just, uh, last week, he did an interview and he used to race with that, that mindset of I'm racing for my life every week. And it was, it was a daunting prospect for him to put himself in because there was so much pressure. Uh, and he kind of learned to chill out and, and take it easy and take each opportunity as it comes. But when you get out there, it's your race. So it, have you been able to find that balance? Or, or are you still, because it's one every, you know, six months, it's kind of hard to do that.
3: Um, yeah, so, you know, you kind of, find. I'm sorry, I kind of find myself still in in that moment, you know, once the helmet's on, it's game time, it's go time, you know, nothing else matters at this point in life. Um, but, you know, at at the same time, um, you know, someone in my position, I, like you said, might only have one race a year and, and that can weigh in the back of your head a little bit. Um, but you know, when when the time really matters, nothing else in your head is is really going on. But you know, it, it's it's tough because, for example, the beginning of that race at Daytona, the road course, I knew that for the first half of that race, we're just going to ride around, we're just going to stay out of trouble, because you know, Mr. Neemechek is giving me this amazing opportunity. I'm trying not to cost him any money with tearing up this, tearing up his beautiful race car, and and you know, the Emco Motorsports boys work really really hard at making these trucks fast and putting these things together. I mean, it's a small operation, two, three guys working in there and not even full time. Um, So, you know, that's in the back of my head because I'm a mechanic myself. I work on these race cars that build them. And so I know what it takes to get to the racetrack and what it takes to get to the track next week after a driver just tore it up. So, you know, those are some things that stick in the back of my head sometimes, um, knowing that, okay, well, I might not be in the seat next week. If I tear this truck up, you know team owners, team managers might see, Oh man, you know, this, you know, this, this kid just keeps tearing stuff up every week, even if no, it's not even my fault. It happens, you know? And and so you kind of try to avoid certain situations. So I try uh, really hard to, to clear my head completely. Um, There are moments that of course, you know, qualifying when I, when I have to qualify into the show, nothing's in my head. Um, I'm going to qualify that car truck in the show, no matter what, uh, whatever it takes. Um, But once it's race time, you know, there are a few things that linger in the back of my head. And and I hope that there's one day that uh, I'd be racing full time that, you know, I won't have to worry about those things. Um, But unfortunately, someone about my position kind of has to keep those things in the back of their head. And sometimes that is valuable to a team owner or team manager. But, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll, we'll see and and hope and (laughs) pray for that down the road. And
1: it must be great to have a team owner like Joe, you mentioned him. I mean, he's the Xfinity Series champion. He's got more NASCAR starts than anybody, ever. <laughs> he's the most yeah. experienced driver ever. And yep. I think some team owners might not understand what a driver's going through, especially if they're new in the sport. But Joe, I mean, everything that you've gone through, he's been through already. So like, what what has he told you? What did he say after the race, first off? And, and how has he really coached you uh, since you've been racing him for a little bit here?
3: <laughs> you know, actually, one of the very first things he said once I got out of the truck is he said, man, you're going to be working real late in the next couple months for me at the shop fixing this truck. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I, I get, I know, I know, I know. He said, no, but he said, uh, man, you, you did a great job. He said you, you made a comeback. He's like, obviously, you know, we were all a little worried there when uh, we went to the back. Um, and, you know, from a, from a financial standpoint, the, the purse isn't as great obviously towards the rear of the field. So, you know, we were, we were worried in some sense like that, but, uh, but no, he, he had full confidence in me and he said, you know, he did a great job, obviously come from the back to the front twice. Um, So, you know, he was, he was really happy, really proud. And and crew chief Jerry Kennan was the same way. We had our, had our six hour drive back to Charlotte after the race and uh, obviously talked about a lot. So um, it's awesome to have someone like him um, as, you know, a mentor, but then also someone I, I can call up at any moment, you know, and he'll answer. And if I have a question about anything, He'll he'll guide me in any direction that he can, or at least you know uh, you know try to help. Um, but it's it's awesome just to have someone like him support me and uh, and just believe in me, you know, believe in my abilities. That's that's huge for someone like him to do that. So I'm hoping that he and I can uh, keep our you know partnership and relationship going for a long time. So he's uh, he's definitely helped my career in many ways, and uh, being associated with him is is incredibly helpful. So I cannot thank him enough uh for just give me that quick little phone call to drive a support truck in 2019 and uh, and here we are yeah
1: and and one more question here um as as many know you're a very unique all-around racer you've done uh you know the nascar xfinity and truck series but you've done uh, monster jam and that's what you've been doing for for quite a while here uh, pretty much as long as i've known you so when it comes to 2021 uh what's really on your on your racing checklist um especially on the monster jam side
3: yeah so i I'm, I'm again very fortunate to do what i do but uh, but also even more fortunate that the fact that i'm the only person uh in the world that drives a monster jam truck and a nascar so uh i i get to have fun in, in both worlds so uh the monster jam stuff is an absolute blast i get to represent an awesome company of spin master uh, and their bakugan brand with the bakugan dragonoid monster jam truck um had a blast with that the last couple of years here and the 2021 schedule, not too sure just yet. You know, obviously it's still in the works, but just kind of with states opening up and and allowing different capacities and stuff like that. So Monster Jam is going. Bakugan is uh, being taken care of. Ryan Anderson is filling in for me right now, and uh, the time ta- for the time being. So uh, hoping to get back behind the wheel of that beast here soon. But that is a- another opportunity of a lifetime that uh, I'm incredibly fortunate to have and and do. Um, that that has created so many other opportunities outside of that world for me so uh it, it's it's amazing i'm very fortunate to do what i do i know i say that a lot but uh, i'm i am incredibly thankful again it goes back to when i was sweeping the floors at race shops and living out of my car driving racetrack to racetrack and and here i am living my dream and, and having fun and you know I, I get to i get to come back and, and race with jimmy Hanson. he's over here in the corner uh you know someone that i raced with years ago and uh, it's cool to be able to keep relationships and connections like that with people that have helped you along the way. And uh, it definitely means a lot. And, you know, I, I definitely, one thing that's been important to me is to not forget where you came from. And, uh, you know, I, yep. I try to stick to that as much as I possibly can. And and that's uh, definitely something I live by.
1: And now, how many how many miles have you been on the road so far this year in your car? Oh. From, the one thing I know about you is that you freaking drive a lot, probably more <laughs> on the highway than you do on a race car.
3: Yeah, yeah. so this year um, Man, this year hasn't been a whole lot Yet, thankfully um, But uh, I know, I think my biggest year Was uh, about 150,000 miles And I think it was 2018, I think When, when I started with uh, Monster Jam uh, You know, obviously I got to fly everywhere So that, I got a little spoiled yeah. there <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think it was about 150,000 miles was my biggest year But thankfully last year, this year You know, with obviously everything going on in the world hasn't been a whole lot so thankfully again haven't put a whole lot of miles on just yet but uh definitely missing traveling as much as i have so i will say that <laughs> yeah.
1: if you have one thing you can tell people to get through a uh, a long night drive an overnight drive what would be your one tip
3: oh boy man uh get a really good playlist get a good <laughs> playlist of, of, of podcasts, music whatever it is and uh sometimes i'll even listen to a movie that i know um, you know, Talladega Nights or something along those lines. I'll listen to it, and you know, I can picture it in my head. Helps pass some time. At least you kind of have an idea of how much time has passed at that point. But um, I'd say definitely just get get in the zone. Get yourself a uh, get yourself a good little playlist. Maybe watch a movie, and not watch. I'm sorry. Listen to the movie. Thank sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm try anything you can. I mean, it's it's a tough one, it really is. I'm not gonna lie. But once you do it a lot, you just get used to it. Yeah.
1: Just don't close your eyes and you're good. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
3: Yeah, I will say, my favorite thing is driving at night. I'll start driving at like nine, ten o'clock at night and I'll drive through the night. I won't go to bed, I'll stay up. It's, it's the clear, you have no cars on the road, set your cruise control and go. You'll make up so much time. <laughs> that's
2: true, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Uh, you know what, uh, before we shift it back over to Jerry and I, uh, I'm gonna have to ask Jerry how much he's driven in a year. Boy, that's a lot of miles to put on a car. I think I put that on my car in, what, maybe the course of three, four years, the time when I was in school, let alone one year. Uh, Jerry, how,
0: how many miles have you put on your car in a single year covering NASCAR? I believe the year that I did um, the playoff pursuit, we did 67,000 miles. Uh, covered all last 10 of the, uh, of, of the regular season races, but I covered 34 races overall. But I, I was on the road for 72 straight days. Pulling a camper behind the pickup and camping with the fans in the infield for ten solid weeks of the playoffs. So uh, I've got a lot of miles under my belt, and I average average about fifty to fifty-two thousand miles a year, anyway. Oh my gosh! Well, I think he has
2: Campton beat there a little bit, Zach? A little bit. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a lot of miles either way. Either yeah, it it is a lot of
0: miles, but you know, uh, I've had a lot of fun doing it. I'm getting old uh quickly and uh like i'm exhausted y'all it's uh you know driving back from daytona earlier this week and then going straight into the office it's been brutal so um you know i i, I don't know how much more i can I, i'm gonna have to get my frequent flyers back uh, miles back up so that i can uh i can start <laughs> flying again what was the uh the shooting locations like at the daytona Course? uh it was it was okay we had uh i was actually in the back bus stop I was at the International Horseshoe. I had, I had the same routine every day. I shot uh, the first segment roughly in the in the back bus stop on the, on the back stretch, uh, went over to the International Horseshoe, uh, shot a couple of, uh, you know, probably four or five, six laps there, Drove back around, went up in the grandstands, and shot the rest of the race in the grandstands. So it was, uh, it was pretty good shooting. Uh, if you go to the website, uh, kickingthetires.net, obviously you can see uh, all of my uh, photo galleries. I put up a bunch of photos uh, this week um, from from all of the events. So check it out.
1: Yeah, and it was a a crazy week. It was uh, overall a triple header weekend uh, down at that road course. Um, Big race in Xfinity and uh, with Ty Gibbs winning, I mean, that that definitely shocked me quite a bit. Um, I I, def- I felt like I kind of treated him unfairly by not thinking he was going to do well at all. I mean, he, he skipped uh, the Camp World Truck Series completely. You know, he went from uh, Arca, he went Arca East last year, Arca, and now going right to Xfinity. Uh, with his debut with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, I mean, he had some great equipment, but Uh, That Xfinity series, I mean, it's stacked with just unbelievable road course talent and uh, didn't know how the weather was going to play in. It was such a a new track. It's only been run uh, once before. Uh, He ran the ARCA race there last year, so he had a little experience. But uh, for him to go out there and win, um, overall, just super, super, uh, super, super impressed with that. I mean, the competition changed quite a bit throughout the race. I mean, we saw We saw just an absolute shocker at the end of stage one. Uh, with uh, Austin Sindrick and uh, A.J. Almendinger colliding, coming to the checkered flag, the green and white checkered, and um, I, I really didn't expect that at all. I mean, it comes down to just that racing mentality and just wanting to get that that stage win, that extra playoff point. I mean, is running for the championship uh, this year for the first time, and uh-huh. Sindrick, this is his last chance at an Xfinity title. Um, but, yeah, it was weird seeing that type of contact. I mean, you knew they had the cause of the beat. And uh, it ended up ending the day for Almendinger. I mean, he finished, but he was uh, well off the pace. I think he ran, like, the ninth best lap time, even with all that damage. Uh, but, I mean, he had the winning card, and and, and he was out of it. Sindrik was still there at the end. He rallied back. It was a lot of fun seeing him pull off all those passes and, and still contend for the win. But with that, uh, that right front damage, uh, it just killed him uh, under braking, I felt. And uh, he just didn't have quite enough uh, before the before the incident. Uh, Then Noah Graxton, he was my pick to win uh, before the weekend uh, with just incredible consistency uh, last year on road courses. And he had like a a three-lap deficit at the beginning with uh, some sort of mechanical issue. Um, And he ended up coming back to the lead lap, uh, but he got caught up in a wreck uh, with like two or three laps to go. So Uh overall, you look at what Ty Gibbs accomplished. Yes, there were some guys who, who were caught out of the race. But he still had to be just uh, loads of, of veteran talent. Daniel Hamlet uh, with Joe Gibbs Racing, Harrison Burton. I mean, these are guys, these are teammates. And he was out there, and he won the race fair and square. So uh, a lot of respect to that. And he's got, I believe, 14 races added to his schedule. So we're going to see a lot
0: more Ty Gibbs in
1: 2021
0: he was an 80 to one long shot to win that race by the way. Um, so, really? you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's some strong odds there. That, that definitely puts you in the long shot category, uh, just to give you an idea, uh, for Christopher Bell, uh, to win the race on Sunday, he was a 66 to one long shot. So, uh, you know that's uh those are some those are big numbers, but for Ty Gibbs to go out there and dominate like he did, I mean he was running away in the final closing laps. He he was pulling away on the straightaways. You know when you get on the on the oval part of the track, he was gone. Uh, I think he was playing a little bit careful in the uh, chicane's and and in the bus stop, but uh, and and you know everywhere else, it was craziness on the track. I think we what we see like three cautions in a row right there at the at the end uh, green white checker and uh, it was it was nuts so it was a great Xfinity race uh and a great cup race Justin talk to us about uh what were what, what did you see because I saw it through the camera lens what did you guys see covering it
2: yeah uh it was it was pretty crazy um you know we have obviously another first-time winner in the Cup Series with Christopher Bell grabbing the checkered flag, and I think this is one race that no one really thought that Christopher Bell would have gotten uh, his first career race win in the in the Cup Series. But having to outduel Joey Logano uh, and then beat out you know Denny Hamlin, Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, the rest of the top five, that's that's not an easy feat, um, you know. So. Big kudos to Bell to get his first win and and really muscle his way uh, up to that top spot. Um, you know, and then a lot of other good finishers as well too. Uh, AJ Almendinger getting a seventh place finish, and then Michael McDowell, fresh off of his Daytona 500 win last week, finishing in eighth. And then Ryan Priest, who quietly got a good finish in uh, the 500, gets another great finish here uh, to put himself in ninth. I believe. Let me check. That puts him uh, pretty high up in the points too. Uh, seventh early on, so that's great for him and his team to to get up there. Unfortunately, Fortunate for a few others though, uh, Ross Chastain and uh, Tyler Reddick getting involved in a two different uh, crashes. Obviously, uh, they uh, they unfortunately had a had a terrible start, and then uh, Matt DiBenedetto Benedetto having um, a a crash and then some mechanical issues, uh, keeping him from running as as well as he could have so that's two poor finishes there but that's kind of one thing i want to talk about with you guys uh, if, if you remember back uh with levine family racing uh the history of their drivers you have michael mcdowell who's just won the daytona 500. Uh, you have christopher bell who drove for them and just won the daytona road course and um, I mentioned Matt De Benedetto. Uh, I, I, you could also toss in maybe William Byron into this list as as drivers that people are looking to win this year, to kind of secure their seats or maybe secure their names in the series for a long term, uh, time period. If you can't, if if, you know, to probably put it that way. But what do you guys think? Does this add more pressure to people like Matt De Benedetto or 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 William Byron to pull off a
0: win this year compared to previous years? I don't think so for Matt necessarily. For other drivers, maybe so. But Matt already knows he doesn't have a ride for next year. And he's very open about the fact that he doesn't have a ride for next year. There's no talks yet. He hasn't, uh, you know, he's still under contract, even though everybody knows that he's a free agent. So something will come up later in the year. He's not going to be gone from from the Cup Series or from NASCAR. uh, You know, but at the end of the day, uh, it would help him if he got a win. But you can't. You can't be responsible if someone gets into you and cuts a tire down and it rips your rear quarter panel off, and uh, that's pretty much what happened, from what I could tell. If you go to the, the photo gallery for the for the Cup race, you can see the entire backside of his uh, of his car is ripped apart. And then after all that, after racing to the end, the car just gave up. Uh, they pushed it to the garage. Um, so I'm, that's not a Matt De Benedetto fault, and and that's something that an owner. Uh, you know, a, a crew chief who's helping an owner make a decision—they're going to look at that and see Matt's body of work, not just a race at Daytona. Uh, obviously, if he goes on a slump this year and doesn't get any top tens, not, no top fives, uh, you know, and if, you know that's going to that's going to play into where he might end up. But I don't think this is a. Obviously, I don't think the 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 death knell for his career is the road course race at Daytona. We've got six more of these things to go, I believe. Got Coda coming up next, and uh, you know, so he'll be fine. Um, I, I still predict Matt Benedetto to win a race this year at some point. I don't know where that would be, uh, but I think you're going to see uh, a lot of different people win this year. Even though Denny Hamlin said earlier this week he thinks the regular guys will come around. Um, I'm I'm sure they will, but I don't know if we're going to have four and five wins per regular guy. I think we may have a pretty good field of one-off winners.
1: Yeah, there's going to be those occasional guys like, I mean, Havick had nine wins last year, and guys like Denny and maybe Kyle Bush if he can turn around like last year. 2x can get on on runs and win six, seven races. So you, you generally get that handful who win about half the season. But, uh, I mean, we're off to a start where we're all getting those surprise winners. McDowell, for sure, was a, a surprise for me. I know he's a great plate racer, super speedway racer, but uh, just how the end was looking, I didn't see him winning. Um, and Chris Bell, I knew he was tremendously talented, but it was just – I didn't expect it to come on a road course. And I mean, I, I, I'm one who, who tries not to do this, but I just, I do it instinctively. And I, I compare a driver who ran the car last year, Eric Jones, and compare it to how Bell's going to run this year. Um, and I mean, Jones, he, he was with the team for three years and he had one non-plate win uh, that came at Darlington a couple years ago. Um, so for Bell, I think his first non-plate race to come out of the gate and win and to do it, like, not really on strategy, not, you know, guys wrecking in front of you, like, rain, crazy. at the No, it wasn't anything really crazy. Like, Joey had, like, a three-and-a-half-second lead with two or three laps to go, and he caught him down, and he passed him clean clean in that last chicane, and uh, he won it fair and square. And uh, for someone who was really stressing, a couple years ago uh, was Christopher Bell because he knew he was getting a little bit older. I think he's 26 or so. So he was probably like 24 at the time thinking he's getting older. Uh, But I mean, he had a good point because a lot of these guys get into their late teens, early twenties, and uh, they're already eyeing down, um, you know, full-time cup rides. And he was, it just took him a little bit longer. And I knew that that extra time uh, was going to pay off well. And uh, you know, for him to be a cup win already, that really seals the deal for him to be in a better place mentally to go throughout this whole year, knowing you're in the playoffs, you've, you know, you've won that, you've gotten that first win out of the way, uh, for someone like the Benedetto, it's just a totally different route that he's taken his whole career. You know, he's scratched and called for everything, but, uh, he's had that first win so close for years now. Um, and we, you talked about Levine family racing. He almost got that win at Bristol back in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think he does have something to prove the Benedetto. Um, in a way he probably feels less stressed because he knows he's not racing for his ride. You know, he's he knows he's going to be out of the car next year. So he, he's out to impress people for sure. And I think if he has another season like he did last year, it's probably not going to do him any favors. Um, I expected a little bit more last year. Um, and I, I think this year he will step it up a bit, but if he doesn't, it, it, I mean, it's, it's tough because that's a good car. I mean, it's not a winning car like weekly, but, Uh, It can definitely be in the top 10 and and do a little bit better if the driver has that experience. So uh, putting him on the list with guys like Ross Chastain and Chase Briscoe, Tyler Reddick, maybe a Bubba Wallace or Daniel Suarez
0: maybe on a a super speedway. I mean, there's a lot of guys who can get that first win. Yeah, I want to go back real quick to uh, you said passing the chicane. Go look at the photos in the gallery because I've got that pass. It was definitely clean, but there's also a series of photos in there uh, on the final restart that not a lot of people paid attention to. And that is, uh, you know, Kyle Busch, uh getting into it with uh, Chris Chris Buescher and <laughs> Austin Dillon and forcing Dillon down into the grass and about ripping out the front bumper. And mm-hmm. it doesn't pay off for Kyle Bush. He ends up spinning and almost hitting the wall uh, and, and cost him lots of points. So uh, I noticed a lot of different things um, not being in the press box and being able to shoot photos uh of what was going on on the track because you have to be keen on actually what's happening in front of you uh rather than just tweeting Uh, i don't think i put 20 tweets out the whole weekend so uh uh you know that that doesn't help that doesn't help my followers any but it definitely helps (laughs) our our hits on the website to get those photos up i want to put uh predict make uh one a couple of different uh analysis here on, on things you may not have noticed this either. We, I did a little story on Kurt Bush this past week and he came out with a video, uh, with monster energy. And the beginning of the video has Michael Walter, uh, on TV announcing breaking news from sources that Kurt Bush is going to retire. Now, Kurt played it off in the video. Um, if you haven't seen it, you can go to the website and watch it. Uh, but I asked Kurt about this, and he's like, "Take it for what you will." It looks to me, Kurt flying off in a sunset. He's done. He he says, "I've done everything there is to do in NASCAR." No, he hasn't, and I'm not <laughs> going to say what. But no, he hasn't. So I I made a prediction, and then he won't talk to me about it. Um, but I, I I did ask him about his celebrity status because of that video. Um, and, and he, he, he alluded to the fact that he wants to do more of that. He wants to engage. He thinks sponsors need to engage fans in any way, shape or form, uh, to reach out. He wants to see sponsors back in the fan zones and, and do an engagement with, uh, with, with the NASCAR fans there and reaching out to new people. we've seen some of that, uh, with, uh, with, with, uh, you know, the, the football players that have come on and Ryan Vargas picked up one and Joe Graff Jr. Uh, football player signed on with, with Joe Graff Jr. Um, you know, to do some sponsorships. This is really, really big for our sport. So, uh, you know, when you see that, uh, and, and Kurt goes out to LA this week, by the way, and is on the Kelly Clarkson show. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to, you know, become an actor like you, Zach. So, um, <laughs> he's looking for a, a post-race job maybe he'll be uh, maybe he'll be on tv more often but uh, i think as a sport he's got the right idea and what he's talking about when, when, we, when we when we interviewed him earlier this week about uh, what nascar needs to do to reach more fans and uh, right now we're seeing a huge influx with pitbull michael jordan all the football players and, and actors and everybody else who's getting involved this is really really big and and a big time for nascar
1: yeah, and it's a good time, too, after what you know, Steve Phelps called the, the hardest year NASCAR has ever had to endure last year, mm-hmm. then to bounce back first thing out in 2021 to, as you said, have these names and have this kind of positive energy. That, that's, we usually get that every year, but I knew this year was going to be super crucial to have that, that positive type of energy, and, and so far we're, we're getting a lot of that. Well, since you're big time now, can you reach out to Pitbull and see if he'll come <laughs> on the show? I don't know, man. He he felt like it sounded like he had a good time at Daytona, given that anthem, or given that uh, that command. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, so maybe yeah. We can get, get him to do like a pre race concert or something. Heck
0: yeah, heck yeah, do for sure. I've got a I've got a question for him the next time he comes up to uh uh to to discuss uh, you know with the media things that, how he's liking uh you know being an owner over at track house I've got a couple of questions because I actually bought his album. I've never bought <laughs> really? uh, a Pitbull album before, and I've listened to it. I actually like some of the music on there. It's pretty cool. Um, but speaking of Pitbull, Mr. 305, he's from Miami. And guess where we're racing this weekend down in Miami. Not Daytona. He, no, not Daytona. We're going to be in Florida, but we're going to be way south down in the uh, Homestead, Miami Speedway. Um, you know, the schedule got shaken up a little bit because of COVID. Uh any predictions for you guys? I know who my prediction to win is this weekend, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna defer to y'all. But oh, by the way, that video for Monster was filmed down in the Keys. Uh, so Kurt has been a frequent flyer of Southern Florida for the past few months, from what I can tell.
1: Yeah, uh, predictions. Um, I probably wouldn't pick Kurt, even though he had a hell of a week at the Daytona Road Course. He was one of the guys who flew clear off the track and somehow came back to get, I think, a top five. I mean, Keselowski, freaking crazy. Uh, but Homestead, we're going to see a lot different type of race here. And uh, Starting with Xfinity, um, pretty much the same guy I picked last week. I got to go with Noah Graxton again. Um, Homestead was probably his best race or two races last year. He, I think he led about 160 laps combined uh, in both races, and they both came down to late, uh, late cautions and late restarts. And uh, they they both chewed him up, and he lost both races on the last lap, the last two laps, and uh, super brutal for him. But I think uh, after these two disappointing races to start the year, um, I think he's going to come back strong and finally win Homestead. Um, and then on, on the Cup Series, I have a feeling I'm going to take your pick, Jerry, uh, but I'm going to pick Kyle Larson. Um, hey, yeah, I felt <laughs> it. Yeah, he said uh-huh. he's going to win. He said he's going to win five races this year, so this would be his first. And uh, he, he's he been solid to start the year. Hell, he may have won the Daytona road course if he didn't have that wreck. Yeah. Um, I think in turn seven or so. He was getting yeah. second place, and he just went straight off, just going, going for it, you know. Uh. But Homestead's always been among his best tracks ever. Oh, I can't believe he hasn't won there yet. He hasn't raced there in a while since he didn't get the run there last year. Uh, but I, I think that if there's one track that, that's going to fit him, him like a glove it's going to be here and and he's got that hendrick that hendrick power um i think he's uh he's one of the one of the the more comfortable locks that you can have for this weekend yeah chase elliott you, was
2: chase elliott was runner up uh last year so uh definitely yeah. um mm-hmm. all right so i'm gonna start with trucks and uh uh i don't know if kyle bush is entering that one uh, i know he entered Uh, that race last year but I'm gonna go is there there a truck race this weekend I don't think there is oh there is
0: oh they're off they're off well yeah uh, Yeah, they're uh, off
2: this week I'm predicting no winners in trucks uh there's a good that's a good reason Uh, (laughs) reason I will I will put money on that one (laughs) uh (laughs) I I'm gonna say Harrison Burton's uh, for Xfinity uh he's gonna go back to back he won last year um, or at least one of the two races. Uh, Chase Briscoe won the other one at Homestead. Um, so Harrison Burton's gonna uh, go back to back at Homestead um, uh, this weekend. And uh, you know, for for Cup, I, I I was leaning towards Denny Hamlin again, uh, just to say he's gonna he's gonna do it again this year. But you know what? I'm gonna stay on the train of first time winners, and I'm gonna say Tyler Reddick because uh, if you guys remember, <laughs> he finished fourth last year. Um, so. I'm gonna say he's gonna learn off of that fourth place finish and learn what it takes to get three more spots up there, and we're gonna keep this train rolling of uh,
1: first time winners. Yeah, and don't it, forget, don't forget that the race ended a lap early, like he thought it did last year. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> if we that. keep if we keep this trend of first time winners up, we're gonna to have to go back to like 1948 in order to, you know, because we're already at 1950 when you know pretty much. You know, the the field had only <laughs> raced two seasons. But, uh, you know, so because we haven't had two first-time winners back-to-back like that uh, since, you know, the sport pretty much began. As far as – do what? We need Seth on that stat. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's there, true. Right, right. It's true. It's uh, 1950 is when the uh, last time there were first in Cup Series, uh, there were the first two-time Cup Series winners. Um, mainly that was back when the sport was – and in its infancy, um, I want to, uh, you know, you got me all, you know, messed up with taking, taking Kyle Larson. So I'm going to go to the Xfinity and I'm going to say Justin Algar uh, for the Xfinity win, but in the cup series, I'm going to go with the guy who has been slighted in two races in a row. And that is Joey Logano. I know I should pick him for Vegas in a couple of weeks, but I am going to pick Joey Logano to win at Homestead because I think he's got a chip on the shoulder, and it, it, he is going to uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, once he gets uh, once he gets down there and, and gets on the track. So that's my pick uh, for for Homestead Miami Speedway. I think for Vegas we're all just going to pick all the Penske drivers, aren't we? So.
2: Like pretty much. Blaney, Keselowski, and Logano. Yeah. That's just it.
0: anybody anybody that has a there. pencil logo on their car, that's what I'm picking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Penske four hundred, it seems like they've won it for the past you know, ever since Penzoil came in as a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, I think Joey's won the last two in a row. So um but and you'll be there. Uh since I couldn't talk you out of it, uh, <laughs> you're gonna go to Vegas and um I'm gonna take two red off lights and go to Phoenix, maybe. So we'll see um yeah i'm getting that dig in on the show just so you'll know uh that you know <laughs> uh, i did everything i could that, you know to to convince you not to go to vegas and uh hey, darn that's,
2: it that's the only race we're able to go since they took california away and and i, have I was a... giving
0: you phoenix i was even I, you could have had it was wide open that's okay
2: <laughs> i'll go i'll go it's okay i have a feeling sonoma's kind of around the corner i hope not but We'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, if it's, I won't be here for Sonoma, if uh, uh, most likely. So I'll be, I'm hoping to be out of the country. But anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this show up. It's been a fun week. Um, you know, we've had great interviews with drivers on the on on the Zoom calls. Uh, we've got some more happening tomorrow. Uh, everybody getting uh, getting ready for this weekend's race at Homestead Miami Speedway. I'm kind of pumped about it because you know this is kind of where they let fans uh, come back last year for lack of a better term. They had a bunch of military people in the, in the stands uh, last year. so I think uh, the the people in South Florida will uh, well you know they're getting three weeks three weeks of racing in a row and uh, that's that's a big deal. so hopefully the fans that couldn't make it to Daytona can go down and and be there at Homestead Miami Speedway and we really appreciate all the NASCAR fans out there. so uh, anybody else got anything they would like to add before I close this thing out? No, I've got videos to edit now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it here for us on The and Show. Thanks for tuning in every week. Uh, as you heard, Justin will be editing and doing post-production because that's what we hire him to do because he's really good at it. So we appreciate it. Tune in next week right here. And don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter and on uh, all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook. One more shout-out, um, Rose Villas southern bar and table in uh, ormond beach still a sponsor of this show so if you're in ormond beach and you're watching the show if you're down in daytona you work at nascar you're watching the show go by there tell them you heard it on kicking the tires that we were talking about them they'll give you a free appetizer or, or a free dessert so i uh, just said tell them jerry sent you from kicking the tires and they'll take care of you talk to pat uh we appreciate their uh involvement in the sport uh, thank you very much you guys have a great evening